Here we go. We've got some fresh. Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content before. is Profit ah, podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. That is right. The goal of this podcast is simple, entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, guys. Welcome back. We have a little bit of an intro uh, before this, but I'm super stoked today. This is an episode that, like Ponce said, should have happened two years ago. That is right. That <laughs> is very great. I'm, I'm feeling it today. I'm feeling the vibes of podcasting. You're feeling the vibes of podcasting? I'm feeling the vibes of podcasting. I'm certain this is so going to be an epic you're, episode. You're telling me that you never felt the vibes of podcasting no, before I, today. No, I feel them multiple multiple ways. <laughs> you know, multiple times, multiple ways, whatever. All right, this is just turning into, uh, I don't know, uh, our rated conversation. Conversation. Let's move to the what? regular podcast. What? what are we talking about today, Fuzzy? <laughs> today, guys, today we are talking about scaling your business through content. Oh, I mean, there's many I'm just ways. Throw this to do out there. This you, is super general. You you put that hook. In of there. course, like you had nothing in this sheet, so I had to put something. <laughs> Obviously, we'll we'll improve it as soon as the interview is over. But uh, you know. Anyways, anyways, let's let's get into this. Today's special episodes, we have one of our first entrepreneurial friends, listener, and client as a guest. Not just that, he's also a great marketer that has become part of the top percent that makes it into the eight-figure run rate. Mm, Impressive. Epic. He's also part of the Category Kings group by Russell Branson, which pretty much means that he's part of the elite. And most importantly, he's a great husband and father. That is right, a family man. Please welcome... The one and only Bud Heaton. What is up, Bud? Going on, guys. Good to be here with you. Dude, Dude. We're so pumped up. I know. It only took us like two years and multiple events, and then we had to like fly to Boise undercover in this like secret <laughs> event that you had and meet you outside at like 8 p.m. like after your event was done. Be like, Bud, please, please come to Content's Profit. And you were like, Okay, guys, I guess it's time. Finally. All right, guys. It's time. <laughs> It's time. Dude, it's but time. yeah, it's time. Absolutely. Okay. So um, obviously, you know, we'll share a little bit of your story in, in just a second. I will share how we met in just a second. But uh, you are like the master of like marketing, content, radio ads, webinars. <laughs> like what don't you do? Right. So like, can you share with us like what's your favorite like marketing like vehicle? I don't know if like. Ooh. that. Was- uh, vehicle is in like. Like, how to um, how to promote how to sell stuff obviously you guys work in the financial industry like mainly yeah. right so that's a very specific industry which is super awesome but we can always extract lessons right but what's like your most like your favorite and you know maybe undercover way that, that you guys like to to do things yeah i wouldn't call it necessarily undercover anything it's no big secret um but events right events mm. events events uh we run everything from in-person events to webinars to challenges um and everything in between. Uh, the way I see it is events are kind of one of the best ways to get somebody into your world and get them plugged into the mindset of how you operate as a business and, you know, indoctrinate them into your culture. And I use indoctrinate kind of loosely there. It's, you know, some people don't like that word. I love it because <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah, You want raving fans that buy into you wholly. And that's exactly what events do. So that's, you know, that's for me, that's, that's what we, that's our bread and butter. It's what we've done. I've managed over probably over a thousand events in the last nine years. Wow. All right, that's episode, guys. Let's go. This <laughs> <laughs> is so good. Just go do events. Let's <laughs> yes, just, just put an event together right now. I love it. And I love you using the word raving fans. I'm telling you, I was, I was literally sharing with my girlfriend yesterday 
how surprised I was at how the universe just put things together, man. I'm like, dude, every time I'm reading something, the topic is brought up in a different conversation and I connect. And you just said raving fans. And I literally finished reading a book today called Raving Fans. And I handed by, uh, it to my brother. Is that by Pat Flynn or something? No, it's... um. We, he has it in the. I don't, I don't know the name of the anyway. author. He's gonna get it anyway, right now. Yeah, yeah. You know my 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 <laughs> worker, my second in command here is is getting the book. But I was reading. and I was like, dude, this is so freaking good, right? And I and I give it to my brother. So why don't we talk a little bit about that, right? You said over a thousand. Uh, event, I was gonna say over a thousand years in events. Over a thousand events yeah. in the last decade. What are some of the top lessons? on creating Ravens fans and people that keep coming back to those events or they become your customers and you know, you extend the lifetime of that customer for a long time. How do you do that? Uh, yes. for parentheses, sorry, Raven fans by Cam Blanchard and Sheldon oh. Bowles. So, so it, it, if you, if you guys want to get it, here we go. We're not affiliates or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> sweet guy. About to... So as far as, you know, creating raving fans with events, um, one of the first things I'll say is um, your, your events are never going to be perfect, right? Like when I first got started in the industry um, in kind of what I was doing, my, my first role was to manage the Infusionsoft accounts mm. for our company. And we were running all different kinds of events. In fact, if anybody's familiar with how Infusionsoft used to build their like their campaign manager, like you had, you could like do all these drawdowns and like do these like crazy web, uh, like web lines and stuff like that. And ours literally looked like a giant spider web to manage all of the events with all the email reminders and text reminders and programming that we did to connect wow. this with that and the other. And uh, that was my first role in, in, in the marketing was to manage that Infusionsoft account. And then it's obviously progressed since then. But um, one of the things that we always have done is we've always taken an event, run with it, built it out, run it a few times, and then we make tweaks to it. Right. Yeah. So, I think, I think a lot of times people will do an event and they're like, ah, that didn't work very well. And then they just quit versus continuing with the process and evolving your events. I mean, we've had events that, you know, I mean, we used to do three full day events and we'd sell a bunch of stuff there mm. and we've condensed that down to now like a six hour event. Wow. And it, you know, it teaches a lot of the same stuff, same concepts, same principles, but we just evolve things as we go and we tweak things as, as, as the process um, continues. Can yeah. we can we quickly define like what's an event, right? Because in my head, yeah. I'm I'm looking at you know in You're person event, like a concert. It's, yeah, clearly, <laughs> I mean the World Cup, the World Cup. <laughs> you know, this full stadium and eighty thousand people, right? But but you know, uh, everybody might have a different definition. Like, is this uh, we're talking about in person event? Are we talking about online events, right? Because for us, this podcast constitute an event for us, right? In in a sense, right? We talk about platforms and the importance of having your own platform and bringing people like closer to you, right? So, can we define this for maybe people uh, that are listening today? Yeah, for sure. I mean. Uh, an event, I would, I would categorize an event as anything in which there's a date in which something starts and something ends yeah. and you're creating, um, what we call a unique experience for your clients. Um, and, and so you're bringing them in with, with the intention of educating them, giving them a unique experience and giving them that higher level of, of engagement, um, through a content medium of some kind that could be a live event that could be a podcast that could be anything. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the medium can, can shift and change, but as far as events are concerned, anything you can create, anything is an event, right? I mean, think about, um, 
uh, I love to go to, to like um, Hollywood, right? Think of like the Avengers launch, right? They had the end game launch. Yeah. And yeah. everything was pointing to that event of when that day, that Thursday night, when yeah. you could go to that movie premiere at midnight or whatever, right? Like everything Absolutely. led to that date, at which point it exploded. Same concept with your business, right? Is you're going to push all roads to one thing. All things are going to go to that event, to that date. Yeah. And then the, the floodgates open, content's revealed, secrets are unlocked, people's lives are changed, whatever you want to call it. That's what happens. And yeah. that's, to me, that's what an event is all about, is giving somebody a unique experience where they're educated, where they're gaining insights and ahas into opportunities and things that they didn't know were in front of them before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you're, you're, you're engaging with them and building a better relationship. Yeah. And then offering them a way to keep going and working with you to turn those opportunities and new beliefs into a reality. Right. And I yeah. look back into our own experience and the moments where we have invested the most money mm. in to ourselves or our business, whatever has been a result of events. We've mm -hmm. gone to events. We have, you know, enjoyed have those ahas, those insights, and then they sell us a product. Yeah, and we it's actually we love it's it. Actually, <laughs> it's actually segues right back to our backstory. How did we meet? Where did we meet? <laughs> yeah. So right. before I share how we met, because it, it, it's great. Like uh, I don't know, but if you ever had these books where you start on one page and then you you turn the page and then the image kind of like zooms out and then you turn the page and then it zooms out a little bit more do you ever have those books and it's just images right and you start with like let's say that it starts with like a dot and then the next page is like a, a rooster right and it and the dot was like part of the rooster's head and then you turn the the page and it's like this farm and the rooster is inside of the farm right and, i know and exactly here, which book you're talking I, about i know it's, it's awesome so we, we should put like a clip of the book in here but um here here's here's where i'm going through it. it's like when we're talking about events right i want to make a, a reflection on this because Sometimes we're so in it, right? Uh, people might think, let's say this podcast, for example, and we're in this episode, right? And they, they see the podcast obviously as an event, but this episode is part of something bigger. Let's say a weekly cadence, right? Like a weekly, like three times a week, right? But that three times a week is something that is part of something bigger that's maybe like a monthly thing that we're promoting towards an event that's happening at the end of the year, right? And then that event that's happening at the end of the, the year is promoting something that's gonna happen in Q1, right? So we always zoom out and i think uh we've had this conversation with many operators and business owners where they're so in the thing right or maybe on the day-to-day -day when our past is brick and mortars right so we work with orange theory franchises and they're so in it that sometimes going back and, and looking at this full map of the full year like what are we planning for the next like three months quarters like three quarters right and then what are, are the series of events coming to that right so they're going to be little events and bigger events so i encourage people you know step back look you know a month ahead two months ahead three months ahead a year ahead of what are those like places what are those events that you're going to do whether in person or online and then what are those like little things that you can do weekly basis daily basis to promote towards that right and then like you mentioned right circling back to to your concept is obviously every single thing that you do is going to lead to that and build pressure like the avengers movie right so like your image was like oh man like zoom back and the first time that i was exposed to this concept a few years back was like mind-blowing right because every single thing is designed like talk about the place that we went we met right we met at uh fun hiking live two years ago right was it was it nashville um nashville, nashville almost was it almost three, three years, years ago, ago. 
three years ago. Yeah, it was And, uh, you know, Fonsi and I are sitting here talking with our accents. We didn't have the podcast there. And we we're just like trying to figure out like, what were we going to do? And then you sat next to us and all of a sudden, like you turn around and you're like, oh, guys, what's up? Nice to meet you, man. I'm Bud. And then you happen to have a Husky. I happen to have a Husky. And then we had like this event, like we're like, what? And then you had kids and I had kids. And then Fonsi still like doesn't have a dog or kids. So I don't know why he's here. <laughs> but, uh, but we met at that event, right? And we had this exchange and then we stayed in touch and then we launched the podcast and we reconnected and now we work on on a few projects together which is super awesome you've been an incredible uh you know business partner from in, in many ways right and he came out of that event because the environment allowed us to create that connection so when you mentioned that right um not only as the business owner but also as an attendee go to these places right communicate meet people have those conversations because you never know what's going to happen i don't know if like that was my version of how we met i don't know maybe yours is less epic but uh you know <laughs> you're like oh <laughs> you know these two hispanic kids i don't know what they're doing here but <laughs> no man it was awesome i mean i was i think that was my actual my i think that was my first or second in-person fall hacking live i don't remember which one it was mm. um but i just i just remember you know um at that time i was kind of I had been using ClickFunnels since 2014, yeah. but it was the first time I really like started diving into the community and actually jumping into the events and going beyond just using the software and into, yeah, yeah. you know, like diving in the community and starting to build friendship, friendships and relationships. And, um, and so at that point, like for me, like I was, I, I didn't realize what I didn't realize is the power of events, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I started going to the events and then I started meeting people like you guys and others and, and slowly, but surely my life, you might as well have put gas on a fire. Like it was just, <laughs> everything just started moving so much faster, yeah, yeah. so much quicker. And so as you know, from the attendee perspective, right. Events are the catalyst for greater growth than most anything else you can do because it takes you out of the environment that you were stuck in or that you're in pulls you out, puts you in a totally immersive environment. Now, granted, Russell Brunson does an incredible job at putting on an event, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, top-notch show, right? Rock so, show. Yeah, yeah. Legit up there with, like, the World Cup. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not like the World Cup, but, yeah, really good. Solid. Right. And so, so you know, coming back to, you know, scaling with content, right? Scaling with events. Like, what's the, what's the, what's the magic that you can create for your audience, for your people, for your clients that, that becomes the facilitation of that growth? of that expansion, whether that's through community, whether that's through mindset, whether that's through new, new opportunities in education, right? Like what you pick your, pick what you're trying to focus on or incorporate all of them, which is what Russell really does such an excellent job at yeah. is hitting all of those different bullet points and creates an environment where people can go from here to there. Absolutely. Yeah. He also know how people make decisions and he based mm -hmm. all of his event off of that. Right. And I feel like we, Honestly, when we went to Offermind, which is Steve Larson's event a few years ago, he shared yeah. that framework that he has on like vehicle, internal, external, right? How people make those decisions. And honestly, I feel like that, that was such a secret. One of those things that not many people know, but they're like, you know, before they go and start rationalizing things, first, they need to like feel it emotionally, right? They need to be moved emotionally. And even before that, they need to believe in the vehicle. They need to believe that the vehicle is actually the one that is going to take them to their desired results. And after hearing that, now, every time I'm at, a, at an event, I'm, I feel like I'm analyzing like, oh, they're talking about the vehicle right now. Oh, they're, you know, tackling all these internal beliefs. And it's super interesting. Now, I'm yeah. curious on when you said your events and the content, 
within those events, do you have a specific framework that you use to take people from point A to point B and, you know, mm -hmm. believing that the vehicle that you're providing is the one that they need for, you know, the solution to their problems and also how you move them emotionally, rationally. Do you have a specific framework in there? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I have an opportunity to work with some really incredible presenters um, and I, I kind of get to be the guy behind the computer. And which is also why it's taken two years for me to get on, on the camera with you guys. <laughs> you're, you're the superhero. You're the superhero with the guy behind the computer, you know, yeah. so, which is like totally like inception level right now. because I'm still behind the computer, but now I'm like live <laughs> on the internet. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, but as far as answering your question with, you know, framework for your events, um, the, the, the biggest thing, you know, that we always try to focus on is, is coming back to what I mentioned earlier, which is a unique experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I mean, anybody who's been to like a networking event or a mastermind, like like even as like a local mastermind or local chapter of BNA or uh, BNI, mm. uh, uh, Toastmasters, NSA, any of those types of things. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those events just kind of are these like lackluster, like, OK, yeah, you kind of go and, and it's fun and it's nice to connect with people. But there's nothing really meaningful yeah. or unique about it. It's kind of just run of the mill type events. Right. Oh, yeah. So one of the key goals that I always come into an event with is what is the, what is the transformation that we're looking to make with our clients? Mm. Like what's the new identity that we're trying to build into them? And what is the new ahas or opportunities that, that we're trying to help them seize? Right. Yeah. So for example, one of the first things that we do is we, we run events for financial, you know, financial services. Okay. Um, that's kind of the, the industry that we're in. We do a lot of stuff around financial education And so within that, we could get on stage and immediately start talking about money, right? And, yeah, and which yeah. we do, we talk a ton about that, okay? But we also spend a good 90 minutes talking about non-monetary mindsets that have to do with creation of wealth beyond just, you know, how do you do it tactically with yeah. specific vehicles, Yeah. right? Yeah. We talk about family, we talk about heritage, we talk, we talk about culture, We talk about habits and, and, and mindset. We talk about all of those things because you can use those things to create additional wealth, right? And if you don't have those, if you don't have those balanced within a portfolio, if you will, yeah, then you're, you know, the money's just, the money's just the money. It's not, it's not the most important thing, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's, that's typically what we start with is we, 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 we immediately try to set ourselves apart and be a little bit unique and give people different perspectives on that stuff. And then we shift them into, all right, let's look at the outlay of, of what's currently going on in the marketplace. What's, what's happening in the world, yeah. right? The government just printed billions and billions of dollars. What does that mean for you? How can this, how is this going to impact you? What's going to happen to taxes? Are they going to be lower, higher, the same? What do you think? 99% of people are going to go, they're higher, right? We start to shift those conversations around just a little bit, shift a few of those mindsets. And then we start to plug in. All right, here's some opportunities to look for. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I just put here like the the event roadmap, right? And my mind starts racing, going crazy because like we're going through a, a similar process right now. Actually, this afternoon we're gonna run a workshop of like what are the next stages in our business, right? We obviously we have the service, right? And then we hear multiple feedback from from people that have been coming in the community, from people that are close to us, some of our mentors. Be like, what's next? Like, what are you guys building, right? Yeah. And uh, everybody's asking for uh, for me to have my own show. They're like, bro, you should do your own solo show. It's way better than with your brother, bro. I'm just 
just gonna say <laughs> the, th- the same thing that you bounce back to me go create it and then we can talk about it pick a bro by the way go to pickabro.com and then just click on the face that you really like that you like the most I'm yeah. winning I'm, I'm just, just gonna say that. the page is actually not up yet we just not bought like, the domain but it's gonna be up there it's gonna soon. happen it's gonna be like Fonzie's show Luisa's shows and uh, Media House in, in a bit anyways okay super tangent alert. tangent alert okay going back to to the event side of things right my mind is obviously racing with the, the final product right and this is something that Fonzie and I talk a lot because my mind I'm the operator so I go back to like okay how do we how do we build this right and then it comes down to the first like two three things that we can achieve and execute to get that momentum right so a business right now let's say they have their audience figured out they they have a product they're already doing things but maybe they haven't seen that that macro view of like how can things lead up to that event like what are some of the first things like two three things that they can do today to to actually start building this series of events to move people forward in uh, and serve them more yeah first thing and for i mean i i hate to sound like a broken record but i mean it's just the truth you got to know your people you got to know your audience you got to know exactly what they want what they're looking for with their goals and dreams what's their what's their vision of of the future look like Mm. and your job is to help them get there right so um think about it like this um you know i mean obviously i mean you guys are from venezuela um coming to the united states you guys probably had a a kind of a steep learning curve of like understanding like okay roadways and how to get from here to there and all that kind of stuff right like you had to you had to make some progress from where you guys were in your in your journey to where you are now right yeah anytime you're planning fonzie with english i mean you you listen to him and still an issue but (laughs) (laughs) um I'll just keep moving on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Avoid so, um, the conflict. Avoid the conflict. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, anytime we're we're looking to go on, go somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. We always look at, like, what's on the horizon? Like, where are we going? Where are we going to get to? And oftentimes we forget to look at, like, where are we at right now? And get super honest and clear about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, because I think... A lot of times we're like, well, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And I think Tony Robbins says this. He says so well, but um, he says we overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in a decade. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that with our own goals and our personal goals. Right. So when it comes to your clients, understand what is what's their decade? What does the next decade look like for them? What are they trying to accomplish and achieve? But then help them bridge the gap from what that looks like to where they are right now. Yeah. Right. And you become the catalyst for that, for that, for that journey. Mm-hmm. Right. And that right there is kind of the magic of, of, in my opinion, what events can do is it helps them see the opportunities and the different, you know, if you plug in like a GPS, you get all the different routes, whether you're walking on a bus, on a bike or whatever, yeah. your clients can have that opportunity to see, Oh, I'm going here. This is an alignment, but I'm right here. And, and your products or services, whatever you're trying to sell or do, can be that bridge to get them there. Yeah, that that's very interesting. And I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here, right? Because, of course, we're talking about the magic of putting events together and, you know, getting people to see this new identity and then believing in the vehicle and jumping on, you know, and going to the destination. But a lot of people might be thinking, it, it, it sounds overwhelming. Like... Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges related to this? What are the roadblocks I'm going to run across when trying to put even a 
two hour event, maybe even my first webinar, right? Like yep. what are those challenges that they might encounter? So first of all, I'm curious on what were some of the challenges that you encounter in some of your first events? And then what are maybe some ways that people can plan better so they can, I mean, there, there's always going to be challenges, right? But how yeah. can they plan to potentially, you know, have a, a better answer to when those show up? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, we do everything from live events to webinars and challenges. And, um, but for example, with our live events, you know, we do, we do a series of five or six live events every 10 weeks. Um, and every single time, you know, there's always a steep cost to booking the venues, mm. making sure we've got the team in place, travel equipment. Like we own all of our own equipment. We oh, wow. facilitate that whole process and project. Um, And so, that, I mean, that didn't come easy, right? That was a process of learning, right? Like, for example, we had we had a, we actually had a speaking gig lined up, and our our presenter um, went to the venue, and he had all of this stuff on his on his laptop, and he gave the AV guy, remind you, AV guy, the guy whose job it is to make sure that the presentation works. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he gave it to him, and he said, "Do you know how to make this work?" here's the thing, here's the button, here's the clicker, I need this clicker, yada, yada, yada. And the guy's like, yeah, not a problem. He gets on stage, goes to transition his first slide, and the clicker doesn't work. Oh, no. And it's like, holy smokes, guys. Like, come on. Like, this is literally just a, a slide slide advancer. Like, that's not yeah. terribly hard. Anyway, because of things like that, we've learned how to just always be prepared for those things. So as you have those learning lessons, take notes of them. No event, like I said in the beginning, no event is ever perfect, right? Both from a content standpoint as well as from a facilitation standpoint. So um, as you're as you're you're hosting, whether it's an in-person event or whether it's a, a webinar, yeah. right? Maybe the webinar registration page wasn't working and the links didn't get sent out. You know, those are always things that can happen, and yeah. it's happened to me multiple times, right? But the faster you can think on your feet and come up with short-term solutions to get out of the jam then, you know, that's good. Um, but then you always take notes to, you know, make it better. And that's why I say the the biggest thing with events is don't do a one and done and, and call it quits because it didn't work as well as you want it to. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Take notes. Um, we have a, we have a, we have a thinking tool that we use internally. We call it a better life circle. And, and basically what it does is we, we take any project or experience that we do and we break it down. What happened? What went well? What didn't go well? You know, what are some things that we could put in place to prevent some of the bad things from happening? What are some of the things that we can put in place to make more of the good things that happen? Yeah. And then we list the stuff out and then our team goes to work on implementing all that stuff out. And so every single time we do an event, even though we've run thousands of events over the years, we still do that. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, that's the biggest thing in terms of how do you make that digestible? How do you make putting on an event consumable and not overwhelming? Start as simple as you possibly can and make it more complicated or add little layers to it as you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, don't absolutely. don't put on an FHL style event when you're when you're maybe looking at doing a hundred person webinar. Yeah. Right. It's very different skill sets, very different tech stacks, very different personnel, very different marketing strategy. Like all of that comes into play. And yeah. so, you know, my my tip would be start small and scale big. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to real quick, I'm going to bring this to content as well is the iteration process, right? Mm. Your first piece of content guess what? We'll probably suck. I just put a, 
I, I think I wrote it yesterday. I wrote it today. I was like, newsflash. If you think your content, <laughs> if you're the only one that thinks that your content is good, then it's actually not good, right? And guess what? You just got to keep trying. You just got to keep trying. Yeah. Uh, but I like the tool that you guys have, the Better Life Circle. Yeah. And it actually reminded me of one of these little frameworks that we created a while back that we called the CPR. And I was like, CPR, revive your content, right? Create, <laughs> publish, reflect. At the end of the day, you got to reflect on your piece of content, whether it actually did good or not. Why didn't it go well? Why did it go, you know, maybe not as planned, etc. And then grab all that information <clears throat> and go over again, create again, publish yeah. it again. And then yep. after seeing results, reflect again on it. And I think, like you said, right, it's the better life circle at the end of the day, Everything that we do just needs that iteration and mm -hmm. approach it with the long-term mindset of I'm going to commit with to this. I'm going to do it for a long period of time. It's not going to be like a one-time win and that's it, right? Like how yeah. many times I don't watch baseball, but I'm about to make a baseball reference. How many times does a batter goes on base? I don't even know if it's called that, bad, <laughs> right? And he just swings the first time and he like does a home run. Like that. that's not how it works, right? Like, Some of the, the guys that have the best re like batting records, they're like the ones that actually get like out the most. And Stri probably striked out. Striked out. What, yeah. Why are you talking about baseball when you know, know nothing about baseball? I don't know. Like, oh it's the reference that came, wow. that came to mind. Because I remember, I remember, or that used to be, have that reference all the time. So I was like, you know what? It's a good one. It's a, it's a good reference. You need to work on that a little bit more. I need to work on the yeah. delivery. You see, uh, I created, I published it. Now I'm reflecting on it. I'm reflecting on it live. Uh, but I, I think one of the things that you mentioned that I really relate to is the documenting part. Like you have no idea... Uh, how many situations we've been involved with, with different teams that there's no documentation at all, right? So we actually just went through a book launch. Uh, we went through challenges. We went through different boot camps. And after every single day, we had a, a mini debrief version uh, of what you call the better life cycle, right? We, and th in that specific environment, we call it workshopping. But it was very similar, right? It's like, hey, what what do we do well? What can be improved? Like, what are the action items for the ne for next week, right? It was like a weekly cycle that we did. And then even with bigger events and documenting is a big, big part of it. So thank you for bringing the, that on because just by putting in a piece of paper or whatever software that you use, those action items, you're already going to be 70, 80% ahead or ahead in that process of reiterating. And to circle yeah. back to content, same thing. Like we talk about the publishing pyramid, like your resources, your capacity, your team members, right? On putting out the event, same with content, right? Content might be, uh, if we're talking in the sense of a podcast or a micro piece of content, right? It's going to be a little bit less of a process, right? Maybe you can do that on a monthly basis. Like, uh, based on how you also create, like you said, like not a big event, like how do you create? How do you present? Are you better on camera? Are you better in person? Like what's the thing yeah. that you feel comfortable that you're good at? And then go tackle that. So, um, can I add one thing to that? Absolutely. Freaking. No, you, you cannot, bro. You cannot. <laughs> um, so I think, I think another, another guideline that you guys can really abide by that will help you as you're looking at, you know, looking at events or content, right? I mean, the whole, the point of what we're talking about is scaling your business with content or events, Um, uh, this, this is a concept that comes from Dan Sullivan, uh, who, um, meant I was in their program for a little bit through our company and we were, we were involved with Dan Sullivan's company for about 20 years. Wow. And, um, uh, so underneath that, one of the things that, that I learned, um, was what, what Dan calls the 80% rule, um, which is basically, uh, get something to 80% and go. 
right? And then from 80%, then you tweak it another 80%, which gets you to about 96%, right? Then you go again, and then you go another 80%, which gets you to about 99%, right? Like it just, it's, it's, it, you get it to 80% and then you continue to make tweaks until finally you're, you're good. Right. And mm. so I think, I think, I think that's where, you know, getting your first one out the door is always the key. <laughs> do one and then do another and then do another and make those tweaks as you go, but don't feel like your first one has to be perfect either. Yeah. Right? yeah absolutely. Oh, I'm, I so, mean, it, so. it just brings back wait, the wait, thought. Wait. Oh, no, no, not that one. The crap? Yeah, oh, uh, the gold, golden border moment. Good, that, that's a one. golden border moment. Uh, <laughs> that, that use, yeah, that's massive. Yeah, we need like a real life that we can just pull it out of nowhere and just be like, boom. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just uh, that just reminded me of a statement that we heard on uh, Russell's podcast a while back. And for those that don't know who Russell is, he's the founder of the co founder of ClickFunnels, right? And who's the one that started Category Kings, which is the group of elite marketer and business owners where, you know, that bot is part of. And he said, you know, he was talking specifically about podcasts, but he said the podcasts that get discovered sometimes are just the ones that just stay long enough, you know, mm -hmm. to like flow through the, the rest. And I think he used uh, a different words in there, but at, at the end of the day, that's it. A lot of people, I don't think they're just willing to commit for long enough to do it multiple times get good enough that then they start, they'll start, you know, being recognized because of those things. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that we do for, so like I said, we run live events. That's kind of a key piece of our business. One of the reasons we're in financial services, um, we know predictably pretty well that about 20 to 35% of people coming through the live events, in-person events are going to indicate that they've got, you know, they've, they've got lots of money to work with. They're more yeah. affluent. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that you always want to focus. Like if you're, if you're, if you're dealing with people with lots of money, go to where they are, they're not coming to you you gotta be, you gotta be where they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we do that. Um, but one of the things we do is we run tons of radio ads. Um, there was a, and, did, did, don't you have like a funny story? Like when Russell found out, like what oh, yeah. you do radio ads, tell yeah. me more tell the whole like inner circle thing. <laughs> yeah. So we were, we were in one of the, the category Kings masterminds. And, uh, during that you get up on stage and you kind of present to everybody in the room. Um, one of the people being Russell and <laughs> he kind of sits front, not front and center, but like right in the middle. So you kind of see him, like you kind of look at, you, you get to see him pretty close. And That's so I'm intimidating. Like, yeah, yeah, it's only a little intimidating. Only, <laughs> only like even the best speakers in the world get intimidated on that stage. But um, that was, yeah, that was a whole. That's that's another story for another day. But um, so I get up on there and and just start telling stories about what we're doing, talking about our events, talking about how we run the business, etc. And I say, yeah, and we run, you know, anywhere from a half a million to one point five million dollars in radio ads. And he goes, what? Like, <laughs> I, I just saw his face. He didn't audibly say that, but his face was like huh <laughs> and it was just it was so funny to me i started i literally like started laughing and then at the end of you know our discussion i kind of said who wants to know more about radio and russell was like i'm in tell me more <laughs> so yeah that was it was fun it was a fun it was a fun conversation yeah. and he actually used to do a bunch of stuff with like chet holmes back in the day yeah. with the ultimate sales machine and uh they were they were doing some cool stuff there so um uh but what i was going to say was with with the radio ads, one of the things that we've noticed over the years, and the only reason we know this is because we've stayed consistent with it, mm -hmm. is we run events very regularly. But then we'll run an event, let's say, and we'll we'll have somebody show up to the event and they'll say, 
yeah, I've been listening to you guys for three years. Wow. Yeah, I hear you guys every Saturday when you're on the radio. Yeah. Right. Three years before the dude finally shows up to one of our events and says, hey, I'm in. I, I'm, I'm interested in learning more and taking the next step. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that just speaks to the game of business. Like if you want to talk about the mindset of business, which I, that's absolutely one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, you know, welcome to the game, folks. <laughs> right. Like, yes. <laughs> like you like uh, uh, Simon Sinek sums it up really well in his book, The Infinite Game. Right. If you think that your business is a finite, like we're going to do everything now. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's there's a need for urgency. But at the same yeah. time, you also have the mindset, have to have the mindset of long term vision and long term sustainability and consistency of doing the things that, you know, bring your people in. Yeah. I.e. in this example, radio ads for three years. Right. Before we finally get somebody to show up and, and be in person with us. Yeah. Wow. Uh Dude, but we need to bring, we need to do like a whole like series like part two, part the three, bu the bud series, uh, the, the bud series, and continue to dive the dive into it. Like I, I think what you ended like with the mindset of, and the long long term vision, right? I had a call today and to wrap up because we have like two minutes left. Um, this guy asked me, he's like, "Hey, what? Where do you see yourself in ten years?" Right? And we're so in it in the thing, right? It, it made me stop in my tracks. And this is something that we've tried to answer, right? What's the vision? And we talked about this in the podcast. We used to be, the dream was to be a soccer player. That was the vision. That was the thing, right? And then it radically changed in the last seven years to the thing that we're building now, right? But still, we're still working on that on that one vision, right? And uh, part of it, what keeps us grounded and is this podcast, the long-term vision of a platform like Content is Profit or the shows that are going to be coming down the line is one of those things that were built from day one with a long-term vision of like, hey, th that's the direction that we're going. We don't know specific because we're figuring out as, as we go in our specific case, right? But the podcast is the one thing that has been mega consistent and it's going to continue to do. So I want to encourage people, right? Like, Dig in for that for that long term uh, mindset, right? You just said it after three years of being consistent in radio. Like this person was like, "Yeah, I'm ready." Like raise their hand, and I came to you guys. So, but last question, right? Uh, that we'd like to ask is, where would you or your businesses, right, that, that you help with, be without publishing? Ah, uh, call nowhere, man. I mean, everything we do is based off of publishing. For example, radio ads, right? we basically are just creating a podcast every single week with a call to action to come to one of our events. Mm. Okay. Mm. Like that's literally like, that's what we've been doing since 2007. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Um, we went from 2019, 3,500 subscribers. Uh, we now have just over 70,000. Um, wow. and you know, in that, in that time frame, um, we've, we've recently hit a thousand videos on YouTube publishing nice. consistently every single day. So our, our YouTube stats kind of do this, you know, this, 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 you know, gradual increase constantly. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get one of those Daryl Lee strategies that like takes you from like here to here overnight, but yeah. you know, that's, that's a hope and a wish. We'll get there maybe yeah. one day, but. Hey, yeah, Daryl, um, if you're listening, you know, just contact Bud. Yeah. 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 Reach out, Daryl. <laughs> Give me a buzz. Um, but yeah, the, 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 just that, that constant yeah. increase. Yeah. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the power of, of YouTube. Right is that, that that increase continually happens over time. Absolutely. So foundationally speaking, content is one of the greatest, you know, greatest assets that you could build for yourself. And especially, you know, obviously podcasting and uh, YouTube, especially, you know, social is good, but at, at some point that's kind of a short lived type of a thing in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and the other thing too, 
Um, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to create content, make sure you're creating content that generates leads and builds you an email list. That's the other side. Don't just create content to create content, create content that get it, that attracts your right fit customers and clients and allows you to capture their information so that you can work with them long-term, nurture them long-term, build strong, long relationships with them. That is right. Stop throwing spaghetti to the walls, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but that was awesome. I really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, but it's been an absolute pleasure, man, having you here in the podcast. Thanks for coming. And obviously, pleasure this, was mine. this is your home, man. So, you know, mm -hmm. every time you want to, you know, come and, and do this. And by the way, I'm just going to put this out to the universe. Bud's show is coming. He's going to be <laughs> his own thing. So just saying, this is a practice yeah. round for him and he did awesome. So if you want to share that amazing feedback, just reach out. We're going to leave all Bud's links right below. You got to click in there if you want to get in, cut, in contact with him on what, what they do. Uh, they're amazing to work with. So go ahead and contact him. Fonzie, any last thoughts? Just thank you. It was absolutely amazing. I uh, can't wait to hang out at the next event, whatever it is. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, man, buddy, come, come to Florida. It's, it's one. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's your turn. We're, we're, every time we go there, it's cold. You got to come to the warm. Yeah, I got, I got snow outside on the ground right here. Yeah, so. no good. Yeah, All no, right. Thank you. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting flat, platform and social media. Abby's Risco. It was a rough one. Yeah, huh? it was a rough one today. <laughs> Guys, if Bud helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.